I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today's going to be a little different show today. We're going to talk about the health effects of negative emotions. Because this is a big thing. We always talk about the chemistry, what you can put in your body, what you can't put in your body. And from a chiropractic standpoint, we talk about subluxations or pinched nerves and muscle balancing and digestion. But we want to talk about emotions today and how that all works and how it ties in to the nervous system. And then we're going to circle back around and tie it back into everything else we've taught you. So it's really important you pay attention to this because you think it's no big deal. Oh, I'm just a hothead. I mean, I was raised Italian. Of course, we Italians have a reputation for being a little hotheaded. But it turns out there's a physiological reaction that occurs when you have negative emotions and what that can do to your body. So it's pretty serious stuff, actually. So positive emotions like gratitude, we've known scientifically that that can have positive effects on you. And that's why when we do prayer, we do meditation, we do uh, affirmations. It has a positive effect on our health. But I want to talk about today about the negative effects on your health. So if you're not exercising, you're not eating right, you have negative emotions all the time, this can cause a cascade effect in your body and you're not going to be happy with the results. So it's an interesting note. Certain emotions are known to be associated with different parts of the body. So this is kind of cool too, and this goes back to ancient Chinese medicine and Indian medicine called Ayurveda, where certain negative emotions can show up, and many times patients may go to the doctor, and the doctor will run a bunch of tests on them, and the doctor says, we can't find anything wrong. So now we start going a little deeper, maybe a little more esoteric, if you want to call it that, to find out what those pains or what those symptoms are actually related to. So those suffering from chest pains sometimes are in a state of depression. Now, there may be a physiological and a physical reason for that, because if we have depression, our body may not be producing the right amounts of neurotransmitters. So I say neurotransmitters, things like serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, GABA, these are the four major neurotransmitters in the brain. And serotonin is the neurotransmitter that helps you focus. It's a happy neurotransmitter. So if your stomach is not digesting food properly, you're not breaking proteins into amino acids, dissolves proteins into amino acids, the amino acid tryptophan becomes serotonin. Now, 5% of the serotonin is used in your brain, 95% is used in your gut. So there's a, there's a big imbalance there of serotonin use. But if your stomach is pushed up against your diaphragm, you may have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating. That can cause chest pains, could be affecting your body's ability to digest proteins, which could be affecting the body's ability to produce serotonin, which could lead to depression. So sometimes you come back from a doctor and you say, well, there's nothing wrong. And I see this all the time in our practices. Patients come to us and say, doc, I've had every test unknown to man. I've had MRIs, CAT scans, x-rays, blood tests, nerve conduction, velocity tests. Nothing came up positive. Then from a chiropractic standpoint, we dig a little deeper. We look for pinched nerves. We look for muscle imbalances. We look in our offices, we look for chemical imbalances. And then people go, well, gosh, that makes sense. And every day in my practice, no kidding, this happens seven, eight, nine times a day where we sit down with the patients, explain it from this level, and they go, that makes sense now. I understand it. So chest pain and depression may be linked from a physical standpoint. Some research says, well, we can't find a link. Let's dig a little deeper than that. Extreme grief can cause, have a devastating impact. We've done a lot of research on this, and people that have lost a loved one, 
our risk of suffering a heart attack increases by 21 times. And this is why you might hear if someone is in a state of depression or suffering the loss of a loved one, the most stressful thing we can experience as a human being, the chance of you dying skyrockets. And you may have a couple that's been married for a while, one of the spouses dies, a couple of weeks later the other spouse dies. So there is a physiological rationale behind that. So negative emotions, and again, in this case, you can't stop it if the loved one dies, it can have an impact on your health. So the exact mechanisms are starting to unravel now. We didn't know why these things were happening, and now we do. And that's what's so cool about modern science now, because we, in many cases, we knew, what, we knew why it happened. We didn't know how it happened. Well, if somebody dies, somebody else can die afterwards. We know that that's a why, but the how now is coming out in the research, and that's what we're talking about today. Negative emotions, they play a distinct role in your physical pain as well. Now, as a chiropractor, my team of doctors, we deal with pain patients every day. In fact, I'm even board certified in pain management. And we deal with pain patients every day. And many times patients come in with neck pain, back pain. In fact, just yesterday I had a patient come in, severely depressed, overweight, obsessive eater, couldn't stop eating, uh, very angry, slashing out at his mother. They put him in a home. They had to take him out of the home. He was not, not uh, able to stay there. Couldn't hold a job down. And when I checked him out, we found that he had a major digestive issue that everyone else had ignored. So his digestive system wasn't allowing his body to experience health, part of it, he had a horrible diet too. And once we started working on his digestive system, when he left the office yesterday, he said, you know, I feel better. And his mother even pulled me aside. She goes, he looks different. So we have to start looking at the connection. And that's where old time medicine, the old standard way of looking at things, if you have a heart problem, you see a cardiologist. If you have a stomach problem, you see a gastroenterologist. If you have a spine doctor, you see a chiropractor. What we're finding now is all this is integrating. And that's kind of cool. And the new word now is called functional medicine. But it's a lot more than just medicine. It's everything put together. So when patients come in, like this guy, had a digestive problem and chronic pain. Once we started working on his digestive problem, the pain started to go away. So you may have pain and can't get an answer for why it's happening. Well, now we may know because the negative emotions can be affecting the digestive system or the digestive system can be affecting the negative emotions, which can then cause pain, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain. And if we study Ayurvedic medicine, which is Indian medicine from India, we see that people that have certain issues, they go back and say, okay, it's a, it's a dosha, it's a chakra. Um, it's, a, it's the way the body is in balance. We need to get more air into the body or more water into the body. And so it's an interesting way of looking at things that we've lost. It's the ancient science of healthcare that's now making a comeback. Why? Because it works. It wouldn't be there if it didn't work. It wouldn't stand a test of time. And in fact, a friend of mine who had studied Ayurveda for many years, he'd been to India, and he said that even fairy tales and stories all have some basis of truth. And that been, they've been altered over time, but there's always some basis of truth. So we go back to the things that did work, that were pushed aside because modern medicine came along. It's kind of neat to see the upsurgence here. So if you start to increase uh, the therapies that we're using with mind-body therapies, we're going to see a major increase in the, uh, people's health. People are going to get better. And we know that because chiropractic for a long time was shunned. You know, oh my God, they're quacks, they're backcrackers, they're, they, they didn't really go to school, they're not real doctors. Now... I don't think a week goes by where I'm not invited to some type of medical event at least twice, three times a week. In fact, I just spoke the other day at a, a premier neurosurgical center. Uh, it, that's not the name of it. It, it was um, uh, Polaris Neurosurgical. And they're one of the, one of the main uh, neurosurgical centers in my town. And they wanted me to meet with their neurosurgeons to discuss working together. 
because we talked about digestion, we talked about weight loss and pain management, we talked about natural approaches to pain management. Where 20 years ago, a neurosurgeon wouldn't even talk to a chiropractor. And now here we are working together, which is great for you, the patient, and great for me, because I'm a patient too. And people always say, well, what would you do? I can have access to any healthcare I want. I can take any supplements I want. I can eat any food I want. And this is what I choose for my lifestyle because it's what I consider the best. I couldn't imagine a day without chiropractic care. And there are times where I'm stressed out, where I'm having a sad day, where I have an emotional day. I'll get adjusted and it opens up the nerve supply to my body. We're gonna talk about the amygdala in just a second and the hypothalamus and the parasympathetics and the sympathetics and how that all ties together. And so this is why so many patients, when they swear by their chiropractors, it's because there is a physiological reason. It's not just, hey, I got a pinched nerve and my back feels better. There's a major physiological impact that occurs. So here's an example. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. Okay, your first response is you're angry, right? You wanna be mad, you wanna give them hand gestures. What happens is stress chemicals that are associated with something called the fight or flight symptom system is released. Fight or flight means I'm gonna stand up and fight or I'm gonna run away. So you get angry and your first impulse might be, I better get out of here because this person cut me off as having a gun and I gotta run away, or I'm gonna chase that person down. I'm gonna show them they shouldn't do that to me. So it's the fight or flight syndrome. Stress response begins in your brain. Your eyes register the threat. Maybe you hear something that's a threat and it sends a message to the amygdala. That's a part of your brain. And the brain area that interprets images and sounds is involved in processing emotions. So the amygdala goes, okay, something dangerous just happened. What do I do? Let's send this message over to the hypothalamus. This all goes on within split seconds. So you interpret the sight and sound, the amygdala sends a distress message to the hypothalamus, and that's linked to the central command center of your entire body. So now it kicks in what's called the autonomic nervous system. Autonomic means automatic. That's how I remembered it when I was going to college. Autom autonomic is automatic. And that's responsible for breathing, heart rate, blood pressure, dilation, or constriction of blood vessels. Your pupils dilate, letting more light in. All this happens within a split second. So now we understand the pathway as to how this all goes on. Now your autonomic nervous system has two branches. The sympathetics, which speed you up, and the parasympathetics that slow you down. And so what happens now, I'm angry, because Jerry just cut me off of my car, and I'm angry and my amygdala sends a message to hypothalamus and my sympathetics kick in and I'm like, I'm gonna show that Jerry, he shouldn't be doing that to me. And so that promotes, shuts off the parasympathetic nervous system, which is we call that rest and digest. Parasympathetics slow you down, going to the bathroom, romance, rest, we call it rest and digest, digestion, that's the parasympathetics. Now right now I'm mad at Jerry and I wanna go get him. And so my I don't need my parasympathetics. I want my sympathetics kick in, so the body kicks in. My pupils dilate, letting more air in, uh, letting more light in. The hair on my body stands up. My blood vessels dilate, increasing circulation to my muscles. I'm ready to fight. So all this occurs in a split second, which is kind of cool. Once uh, the damage goes away, it activates, the sympathetic nervous system is kicked in. It also kicks in the adrenals. I'm gonna talk about what happens when, when I realize that Jerry's bigger than me and I don't wanna fight with him. The, that sends a message to my adrenal glands. Now, if you've listened to my shows before, I talk a lot about the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands produce energy. They produce adrenaline. They produce uh, chemicals that control inflammation. And they control my sex hormones, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. So the adrenal gland is doing a whole lot of stuff. It's a little tiny gland. It's about the size of a walnut. It sits on top of your kidneys. So the adrenal glands are kicked in, and they go, release adrenaline. Boom. We got to go fight this thing. These release of chemicals increase my heart rate, they increase uh, my, uh, my breathing, and it releases glucose and fats that are stored in my body for instant energy. 
A lot going on here. The anger now increases my blood supply and I can turn red. You've seen people red with anger. That's the adrenaline. It's the, the, the amygdala sending messages to the hypothalamus to send a message to the adrenal glands to open up adrenaline, to release adrenaline, to open up my blood vessels. Okay. So the threat is I've realized now that Jerry's bigger than me. I don't want to fight with Jerry. Now what kicks in is what's called my prefrontal cortex. I'm going somewhere with this, so keep following me on this. It's a region of your brain, and it's a prefrontal cortex, and it controls executive functions. It controls uh, complex thought, social behavior, personality expression, willpower, and decision-making, and judgment. Okay, I realize Jerry's bigger than me. I don't want to fight with him. And so my prefrontal cortex now kicks in and says, hey, don't get stupid, okay? You're gonna get yourself, uh, you're gonna get your, your, your fanny whipped here. Without engagement of the prefrontal cortex, you're incapable of self-constraint. And here's the thing with the prefrontal cortex. It doesn't form fully until you're about 25 years old. This is why when you're young, you do stupid things. You jump out of airplanes, you get in fights, you drink and drive, you do these things because the part of the, the brain that controls judgment isn't formed yet. It will form. Now in some people, it doesn't form as well as others. And those are the people that are reckless later on in life. And you start to think, why is that person doing that? They're too old to be acting like that. One of the reasons could be the prefrontal cortex didn't form properly, or the way it's supposed to. And so now they're doing crazy things. And so now you keep doing these crazy, dangerous things, increasing stress on the amygdala, which can increase stress on the hypothalamus, which can send messages to the, to the adrenal glands, which can then release adrenaline, and eventually you start to burn out your adrenal glands. The adrenal glands can only take so much stress. And as long as you're able to realize, okay, this is short-term stress, my body's okay with it, I survived, <sighs> calm down. If you don't get to that stage, your adrenal glands are constantly pumping out adrenaline and they start to wear out. Now all glands, when they're put under stress, can wear out. Your pancreas, your thyroid, your heart. So this is why if you look at, I look at x-rays or I look at CAT scans of patients and they have an enlarged heart, they have an enlarged pancreas, what that, enlarged thyroid, it usually means the gland is trying to work harder to do its job and it actually makes itself bigger. It's really cool the way the body does that. The body's smart enough to say, okay, my heart is getting weaker, so I'm gonna make the heart bigger so we can pump more blood. My pancreas is under so much stress because you're eating so many bad foods. Sugar, it's put stress on the uh, ins insulin production. Uh, the pancreas also produces amylase, lipase, and protease, which break down proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. So you're eating a bad diet, putting all the stress on the pancreas, it has to get bigger to produce more of these digestive enzymes or, or insulin, hormones. And so we can look at an organ and I can kind of tell what you've done in your life, in most cases. And so if we can look at that and say, okay, this is what you're doing, what do we need to do to get it normal again? So as the prefrontal cortex kicks in, you make better judgments and you don't do those stupid things. Subliminal, there was a study done in 2015, subliminal anger messages affect your decision-making skills. Behavior and physiological impact of anger states compromises the efficiency of how you make your decisions. So if you're constantly angry and you're constantly putting a stress on the organs, the organs can't do their job, which is then another stress. And when you're under stress, chemical, emotional, physical stress, the adrenal glands produce adrenaline. And any of those stresses can be, need to be dealt with to take the stress off the glands. Now the things you have control over, we may not have control over the fact that Jerry cut me off while I was driving, but I do have control over what I put in my body. I do have control over the function of most of my nervous system. From a chiropractic standpoint, 
we can tell if somebody has a, a stress on their nervous system because they're in pain. Neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, uh, acid reflux, heartburn. These are all signs telling me that there's physical stress on the body. And from a chiropractic standpoint, my team of doctors, we check to see if there's pinched nerves. We put the bones back in place. If the stomach isn't working properly, we pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm. We get the diet straightened out. So we can address the physical and the chemical stress, which then makes the body better capable of dealing with the emotional stress. And we get patients from all over the world. We're in the Atlanta area. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. Patients come from all over the world to come see us because of our approach. Mental, chemical, physical stress, and digestive stress. Once we get those things under control, the results in most cases, not every case, is pretty amazing. But you gotta do what we say. That's the key too. If you come in one time and say, well, it didn't fix my problem, we're not that good. So if you'd like to make an appointment, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, if you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged, we would love to be your doctors. Go to my website, drjoe.com, D-R-J-O-E, drjoe.com. You can make an appointment right online, or there's phone numbers there, you can call us, and we'll try to get you set up as soon as possible. We accept most insurances, car accident cases, workers' comp cases. We want to work with you to get well and stay well. So stop suffering needlessly. Biggest complaint I get, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I suffer for so long? So if you want to come see us, go to my website, drjoe.com. Love to see you. So let's talk about some things that you can do to take care of yourself. You got to eat a good diet. You got to eat more fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. You want to stay away from alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas. I know that's hard. Believe me, I eat too. I'm normal. I'm human. And it's very tempting. But once people start to experience health, and we start taking the physical stress off the body, which is affecting the emotional stress, which is what we're talking about today, negative emotions and its impact on your health, you don't want to go back there. But here's what you'll do. Most people. Most people will regress. They'll cheat. Doc, I was doing great. I was getting chiropractic care. You adjusted my stomach. I was taking Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source. I was taking the vitamin D like you told me to. I was deficient in B vitamins. I took the B vitamins. I felt great. But then I blanked, I went on vacation, I ran out of supplements, I was out of town. And then they come back in and say, you were right, I was wrong, I'm so sorry, let me get back on, on track again, I fell off the wagon. So eating the right food is the easiest thing that you can do to take care of your health, and it's cheapest. Good food is much cheaper than not good food. I was uh, away, I was uh, up in North Georgia mountains a couple of weeks ago, and I went to a restaurant and they had a veggie burger and they had other burgers and they had steaks and everything else. So I had the veggie burger and a side order of green beans. And my meal was $9. Everybody else's meal was 15, 20, $25. So I was filled, they were full. I felt great, they felt awful. I saved money, they spent money. I probably gonna live longer, they're probably not gonna live as long. So why wouldn't you do this? There's no downside. If you don't know what to eat, go to my website, drjoe.com. We have a great video there called The Seven Deadly Sins of Nutrition. You can watch that video. There's a, a companion audio to that. Just look up on my website. You can do the search on, search on my uh, uh, website, Seven Deadly Sins of Nutrition. And the second audio companion is, so what can I eat? So we talk about what you shouldn't eat and what you should eat. And then at least, if you're not going to do anything else, at least take Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Those are the two supplements, the two powders everyone should be taking every day. They taste great. I take a scoop of each. I shake it up with cold water, coconut milk, almond milk, drink it. You can mix a frozen banana in there, berries. That's the minimum. Now, if you're having issues uh, with brain function, circulatory issues, you might want to consider Dr. Joe's nitric oxide as well. And a lot of people say, Doc, I'm just not motivated to work out. Here's a little trick for you. The nitric oxide, when you take it, it'll open up your blood vessels and give you some energy. 
And all my friends, and myself included, when I take it before I work out, I get such a better workout. It's incredible. I have so much more energy. My blood flows better. I'm not sore as much afterwards. So the super green central source of nitric oxide, when it comes to this topic, negative emotions and getting the brain functioning again, would be something I would recommend. And all that's on the website, drjoe.com. You got to get enough sleep. So many of us are sleep deprived, especially in my business, because people work weird hours, and I have cameramen, and I have sound people, and I have people on the air, and you know, news starts, let's say, at 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, you got to get up at 2 o'clock to shower and get ready and shave and drive to work, and, and if it's TV, put your makeup on. And so sleep is really important. So you want to get a good bed, you want to get a good pillow, but there are certain things you can do to help with these negative emotions as well, because that's what we're talking about today, is make sure the room is the right temperature. I like my room about 68 degrees. I like bundling up. I don't like the heat running because it dries it out and I don't like breathing dry air. So if I have a heater on, I'll put a humidifier in. But I just like being cold. I don't mind being cold. I bundle up, put a lot of blankets on, put some shirts on, and that's how I like to sleep. And I sleep so much better when the temperature is right. Some people sleep better with socks on. Some people sleep better without socks on. It's up to you. Darkness is so important because if light gets into the brain and stimulates the pineal gland, it can wake you up. So even if your eyes are closed and light's coming through, that can be an issue. So if you, I have blackout curtains in my bedroom. If you don't, can't do that, at least get a little mask that you can buy at the drugstore for like $2. And that'll prevent light from getting in. Sound. I'm an extremely light sleeper. So I have to have quiet. So earplugs work very well for me and other people too. You can try earplugs if you want to. Don't drink anything. Like I, I have to stop drinking a lot of liquids around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Because otherwise, I have to get up and pee and that interrupts my sleep. So you gotta find out what works best for you. Don't eat at least three or four hours before you go to bed because digestion takes up a lot of energy and that's energy you don't need to be wasting. So these are just some tricks you can do to try to sleep better, which will then help the emotional aspect of your health, which can then help the negative impact that negative emotions have on your health. So sleep is really important. Eating right is so important. If you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, how many people have that? Raise your hands. A ton of you have it. I know you do. You come to my offices every day. I get emails on my website every day with that question, at least once or twice a day. I have to get, I just really need to get a cut and paste answer for that. It'd be simple. But if your stomach is pushed up against your diaphragm, you have acid reflux. When you lay down, you don't have gravity pulling the stomach down. So when you lay down, stomach pushes up, acid reflux comes up, it can irritate your breathing, it could cause snoring, the diaphragm isn't able to drop and suck air in. Very important. If you have pain, from a chiropractic standpoint, we want to get our patients out of pain as quickly as possible. So if patients are in pain, they come see us, pain can keep you awake at night. How many people have been kept awake at night with pain aside from me and everybody else listening? A ton of you have, I know you have. Restless leg syndrome, neck pain, back pain, headaches. Chiropractic care is amazing for getting rid of the cause of the pain, in most cases, not every case, but most cases. So if we can get the pain, the stomach, the digestion working, it's pretty amazing what goes on there. Uh, exercise is really important. When you exercise, you're actually strengthening the prefrontal cortex because the prefrontal cortex is making decisions for you. It's where decisions are made. So regular exercise, even things like yoga, tai chi, meditation, intense workouts, not intense workouts. I did a show a long time ago, I haven't done it in a while, called Peak 8. And what you want to do is you want to warm up your body and go as fast as you can for 30 seconds, whatever that exercise is, running, treadmill, uh, elliptical, whatever it is, lifting weights, as hard as you can for eight seconds, rest for two minutes. Like if you're on a treadmill, just go slow. Hard as you can for 30 seconds, rest for two minutes. Do that eight times. That's called a peak eight. 
And what that does, it really gets the, uh, the body balanced and it gets the brain balanced. And that's why if you're on an elliptical, you're crossing your right arm, left leg, left arm, right leg, and it's called a cross crawl. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about the cross crawl and how you can actually reboot your brain. It's really a cool little trick that I do. And I've taught tons of people all over the world on this. When they come to stress, athletic performance, romantic performance, uh, stress at work, this is a neat little 30-second thing that you can do to help reboot the brain. So it's called a cross crawl. We're going to cover that as soon as we get back. So I'm watching the clock here. We're almost out of time. Now, folks, if you want to make an appointment to come see us, we have chiropractic offices in the Atlanta area, Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We would love to be your doctors. We'll work on the nervous system, check for pinched nerves, 206 bones in the body, any one of them can come out of place. We work on a digestive system, acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating. We may have to adjust the stomach. And then we do a complete nutrition workup on all our patients. Now, I know this show is heard all over the world, so if you're not capable of coming to see us, we can always do nutrition workup over the phone, or we can do that on Skype. And if you call my office or go to my website and send us a message, uh, my staff will explain to you how we do that. It's a real easy process. And then we can talk about suggestions on what to eat, what not to eat, supplements, at least, minimum, Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. When it comes to brain function, I like to throw the nitric oxide in there as well. You need B-complex to make the nerves work as well. But all my supplements, digestive enzymes, probiotics, all that's on the website, drjoe.com. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. The website, drjoe.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app.